Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and I'm really excited about this next segment. Uh, Sometimes we just take ourselves a little too serious, and uh, we're going to call this segment the uh, Politically Incorrect Guide, uh, which we're going to take from uh, Tom Woods, uh, who has the cartoon series. Uh, Tom is a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, He is a podcast superstar, if you haven't listened to any of his podcasts. Uh, And he has a new cartoon series to teach people the real history behind things like the Constitution, communism, and just about every other subject that he thinks schools get wrong. Uh, you can find that on YouTube uh, or his uh, pigseries.com. Yes, pigseries.com. And uh, so we're really grateful to have Tom, who uh, weighed in today uh, on this and uh, looking at uh, a lot of this politically incorrect, uh, but the use of cartoons. My pleasure. It originates from the great book series that Regnery Publishing put out, The Politically Incorrect Guide. Now, I say great, and it may sound a little bit self-interested because I wrote the first book in that series. They approached me, the publisher, and said, we want somebody to write a book called The Politically Incorrect Guide to American History. And I thought, that is a brilliant title that I wouldn't have come up with in a million years. That's brilliant. So that series has been going on since uh, 2004 when, when mine came out. And so we were approached recently, how would you like to be animated in a cartoon series that will make maybe 15-minute episodes on important topics? So we've done one on uh, communism, we've got, we've got one on journalism, on Woodrow Wilson, on, well, let's say the Great Depression. I mean, all of these sorts of topics from either U.S. history or current events where, you know, you're usually going to get one perspective in the mainstream media or it's going to be distorted, or it's going to leave something out, or it'll be a topic no one talks about. That's what we specialize in, my partner in this project, Michael Malice, and I. So it's it's a great little cartoon series, because it's not the predictable kinds of things you would expect me, you know, uh, uh, dissident voices to say. All right, I love that. And then we have to get into the question of why a cartoon series, other than it's really cool to be a cartoon because the, the beauty of a cartoon series is that you can do anything you want. In, in one of them, we have a time machine, just like out of Back to the Future. It's a DeLorean, and we're able to go back in time to Bolshevik Russia. Now, if we were to do that without a cartoon, obviously the, the budget would be completely unmanageable. But because you can draw anything you can imagine, it allows us to be in you know, oddball scenarios, let's say. I love oddball scenarios. Someday I want to be a cartoon character. I think we should, I think we should work on that. I'm going to have our producers work on that. Uh, talking with Tom, uh, the first episode uh, of this series, again, great cartoon series, is on the Constitution and really how the founding fathers saw it, how they saw the Constitution. And really interesting. I, I, wanted, I want to understand why uh, Tom went at this and the the object uh, the objection there was to to calling the Constitution a living document. Oh, that that is where all the mischief comes from. 
the the living document stuff is what you get told when you successfully make a constitutional argument. When you say, look, the Constitution clearly does not authorize this thing you're doing. So, yeah, when people say the Constitution is living and breathing, they mean it suddenly it doesn't mean what it clearly indicates that it means. It, it means instead what I want it to mean. It means that it allows the various government actions that I want. And from the way I look at it is, if we say the Constitution is a living document that changes with the times, then it's really a dead document, because a document that changes with the times is far too unstable to protect your liberties, because maybe tomorrow uh, it's, you know, maybe you're living in the past thinking about your rights tomorrow. Not to mention, it's to spit in the face of the American revolutionaries to talk about the merits of a living, breathing Constitution, because that's exactly what they fought the American Revolution against. The British Constitution, unwritten, was living and breathing. So the, the, the colonists would say, look, you're not allowed to enter our homes with these general warrants, and you're not allowed to tax us without our consent. And they would say, yes, we are, because we say so. You know, the, the Constitution is living and breathing, and now it says we can. And so that's why the Americans went out of their way to write down their Constitution so that no one could pull that trick on them. Uh, I, I think that's so important. Words have meaning and the meaning matters, and it matters in the context of when it was said and why. And one of the things that I worry most about is we are draining the meaning out of so many words. And I love the fact that we have to really think of that just a little bit different. And uh, Tom went on to talk about this in the context of this idea of a living document really is an invitation, as he mentioned, for the British, a, a path to abuse. There are several clauses in the Constitution that ambitious politicians like to drive a truck through. But the thing is, we actually have documentary evidence about what these clauses were supposed to mean. So for, I'll just take the general welfare, for example. We're told that the general welfare clause means that the federal government can do you know, pretty much whatever it wants that might advance the general welfare. But that is not what the general welfare clause means. James Madison could not possibly have been clearer about this. He says, if you look in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, it lists a series of specific powers the federal government has. Why would we have bothered to do that if the general welfare clause just allows us to do anything, any old thing we think will help the people? He says, no, that is absolutely not what the general welfare clause means, because this is a limited government that has only the powers enumerated. If we're going to talk about the general welfare, we mean that when we legislate, we have to be sure that we don't legislate in a way that benefits New England, say, at the expense of um, the middle of the country. That's the concern about general welfare. It, the general welfare clause, he says, is not a grant of power. It tells us the spirit in which we ought to legislate, which is for the welfare of the whole country. Uh, that is my conversation with uh, Tom Woods, best-selling author, uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to American History, and this new cartoon series. Again, you can see it on YouTube or pigseries.com. Uh, and this is so good. This is one of those things that I love about having the extended inside sources. We're going to come back to this tomorrow. Uh, Tom has such extraordinary insight and so many things to think about. I just, I don't want us to lose this idea about words have meaning and the words in the constitution have meaning that matter. And what happens in a democracy or a constitutional republic uh, when we drain the meaning out of words that matter? We're doing it all over the place. So we're going to come back to this and uh, make sure you join us tomorrow on Friday. We're going to make this part of our Friday conversation 
to go through and really break down. Tom goes into uh, one of his favorite episodes on communism, uh, talks about some of the other important lessons from history we have to make sure that we don't repeat. We'll get into some policy uh, and a few other things. So stay with us. Coming up next, uh, one of our favorite guests, Jenny Taylor, is going to join us as we get ready to roll into Memorial Day weekend. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.